Blog Talk Radio. Come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher. After this I looked, and behold, the door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet, the trumpet talking with me, which said, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, and I will show Be Amen. 
Amen. Father, we just give you glory, honor, we give you praise, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, for we pray that you would just have your way, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would touch each of us, that, and even our listeners, that we will hear what you have to say to the church. We honor you today, Lord, and we just lift up this ministry and all the ministries that are online with us today and all of those that are listening, Lord, because we know that you want to do something great and mighty within the body of Christ. So, Lord, we just want you to just have the way to give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you the praise. We welcome you, even now, even now, as never before, as we ask it all in the precious and adorable name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 So, Pastor uh, Norris, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little about you, and then we'll go on to Pastor Tucker. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, God bless you, Pastor Tucker. Bless you, sir. Um, Yes, sir. Uh, The People That Love Center is the ministry that the Lord has blessed me with as a mandate, um, um, elder and pastor, to establish... uh, I guess a place of refuge, you know, I, I don't want to just say a place of fellowship, but a place of refuge. Amen. And the mandate is love, you know. Um, yes. God is, has has done some amazing and tremendous things in my life over the last 20 years of walking with him. And at the end of the day, when you reduce everything that the Lord has blessed me to experience and that which he's allowed, when you reduce all of that to its irreducible minimum, he said, "Man, you 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 better love my people. <laughs> you better Amen. you better love. So I'm giving you a mandate to love, and and the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. And so this Amen. ministry is just designed to esteem our brothers and sisters higher than ourselves, and to love as God has mandated mandated us to do. And we are excited uh, here in Susan, Maryland, with the things God is doing. So." You know, I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on the number of things that God is is particularly doing with the ministry, but um, the mandate is is clear, and that is to love the brethren, and that's what yeah. the love thing is all about. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Tucker. Yes. We'd like to first give honor to our Lord and Savior, to Pastor Doris, and to you, Elder Holloway, for this opportunity to be able to Amen. share on this. Great broadcast on this evening. Again, my, my name of the ministry that I'm pastoring over is in His Presence Worship Tabernacle in Washington D.C. And God is like He's like the man of God said He's given me a mandate to empower people to fulfill their purpose and their destiny inside of the kingdom of God. And by building that, by doing that, I'm what I'm doing and what I'm saying is teaching people how to have a relationship with the Father. Because that's the key ingredient that's been missing for a season or so in the churches that we've been taught certain things about doing things within the church ministry, but not really having that relationship with him that he's desiring in this season. Yeah. So we just honor God for just the opportunity, again, just to share and to be a part of what's going on on this evening, because I do feel the power and the presence of the Lord in the midst of us, even now. Mm. Amen, 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 amen. Well, again, I am, I'm just truly uh, happy and honored and just overjoyed to have uh, both of you on the broadcast this evening. And I know that our, our listeners will be uh, as blessed as I know that I am going to be because I know that God orchestrates 
you know, all things. He orders the steps of us, his his people. And so I know nothing is by happenstance. And um, I had not met you, uh, Pastor Tucker, but as I told Prophetess Nisi, I trusted God in her. And uh, and I thank God that, that I do know people that I can trust to God in them. And um, so I, I know, and she's, you know, she's one of those that pushes me and helps to expand my borders. And, and I truly thank God for her, you know, in my life. You know, I was, you know, looking forward to her, you know, being on. But I know that God has a purpose in all that he does because it's really not my agenda. You know, it's really all about what God wants to do in and through us, his people. So our, our topic as we started, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the broadcast we started last week on healing and restoration. And uh, this this is something that the Lord placed on my heart, uh, I guess, over a month ago now. I mean, it's been there constantly off and on, but I know that God is, is, is ready to do some things within the body of Christ to prepare us for the mighty harvest of souls that uh, uh, he, is, he is starting to and is really going to send into uh, into the kingdom, not just into local churches, but into the kingdom because we know that the kingdom is about wherever we are, there the church is. And so we have to be prepared, not just when we come in to the building to put on that, that particular face or whatever, but to truly be healed, delivered, and set free so that we're able to receive the harvest of what God has purposed for us. And um, uh, this is born, too, out of our heart for those uh, within the body of Christ, though they may not physically be going to a particular church right now because they've been scattered for one reason or another. But God is, is drawing those back to the fold. He said, I will go get them and I will bring them back to the fold. And uh, so last week we started talking about this and identifying um, uh, what it looks like uh, with with certain situations that come up in the church and and what 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 the healing that needs to take place and uh, and how God has has purpose for us to to be able to help those that have been abused um, by many church leaders and as a, you know my little phrase of being bamboozled and uh, um, how we can help those to even know when that that's happening to them before it gets too far. And then those that are out there that are still hurting, that are still bleeding, um, that have not been healed and, and have even walked away from God, not just from the church building or establishment, but even have walked away and separated themselves even from God because of their hurt, not just with people, but also with, you know, however God does things, you know, sometimes we don't, we're not in agreement with God. And so some of us will, will be scattered, you know, for that reason. So we kind of, we talked about that um, on some on last week. So we kind of wanted to pick up where we left off on last week and really talk about, uh, you know, we can talk about some of our experiences, but we really want to bring healing to the body of Christ. And I guess that's what I'm saying in all of what I just said is that the healing that needs to take place within the within the, the body of Christ. Um, so again that's that's what we want to talk about and where we want to start start in on just just how we can again continue to identify those things but also to help people to know that there is a way 
out and that there is healing that can take place in spite of whatever we've gone through. And we even talked about um, how we've had a part in some of that hurt, some of what we've gone through, and, again, how we can look at our part in it, and that's part of the healing. That's, I believe, the beginning of it. But, um, you know, Pastor Norris, you want to go ahead and get us going, and then you can interject as you would like, Pastor Tucker. Okay. Amen. Um, and I'll go again. Thank the Lord for this opportunity. We we had a wonderful discussion last week concerning this issue, and, and I think we also shared uh, some of our own experiences uh, coming yeah. out of ministries, uh, you know, where, again, I said you can start out right but end up wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, uh, yeah, and and you know that that is the case. Now we we don't want to, of course, categorize the entire Church of Jesus Christ as having this problem because some of us are out there calling on Jesus' name for real, you know. Yes, but, um, yes. There are some ministries, um, you know, that unfortunately are of a system that I believe, to some degree, God really is just not pleased with. And I mm-hmm. think I began last week, Pastor Tucker, sharing with um, Elder Holloway about the two Levitical priesthoods that are mentioned in Ezekiel 44 God deals with. He deals with those who will be qualified to minister to men versus those who will be mm-hmm. qualified to minister unto him. You know, mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately, you know, I just identifying some of the hurt that has come out of ministries where I just believe uh, and let me let me just back up a second. You know, the place where you worship makes a big difference. Okay, yes, it, does. Uh, it matters who touches you. Yes. Right? It matters who teaches you, and it matters who ministers to you. Okay. And so, having said that, you know, um, there are a number of issues with some of our uh, church leadership and pastors or ministers that, to, to my in, in my estimation. Uh, struggle in some areas where they still need healing themselves, okay, and where there's, um, you know, some issues or perhaps even where there's sin in the camp. So let's just call a spade a spade. You know, some ministries are are, are focused on what they believe are are God-mandated or or God-given mandates when many of us have seen the element of flesh rise up in the middle of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that that has caused uh, a number of issues concerning some of the saints and some of the fellowship against that type of leadership. And, again, I don't want to be judgmental in any kind of way, but but in identifying the problem, I have to say, you know, that I have experienced, you know, this type of distorted leadership that has uh, been viral, for lack of a better word to use, across the congregation. You know, mm-hmm. and, and from that, you know, we, we, we have had issues where, you know, leaders have been controlling or, or have been in some other uh, issue or circumstance unbeknownst to the rest of us that somehow or another may have tainted, you know, that, that call of that leadership, which, again, can, can really introduce major issues into a congregation, okay? Yeah. Um. And Pastor Tucker, you know, uh, the man of God you are, I'm sure that you have, uh, you know, had your experiences, you know, in this in this walk with God, you know, where you have seen, 
you know, the difference between anointed men of God, anointed women of God, and those who just walked in the vocation, you know, of, of being a pastor. And I think that right there, you know, has, has much to do with uh, some of the issues that we see concerning hurt and pain that's being afflicted throughout some of our ministries. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm going. I'm going to stop right there for a minute before I, you know, before I continue. Yes, I, go ahead. I'm go ahead. here, and I, and I am. <laughs> I, I have experienced some of those same issues in ministry, but again, I would like to again, as Elder Holloway said, I would like to thank Prophetess Nisi, that I call the Prophetess Angela for the divine connection, because I understand everything that God does is by divine connection, and I honor Amen. Him for that on today. But again, like you said, again, it's a twofold in this because again, we are we are held accountable at at leadership. That's one thing I, I teach the people that the leadership is not above the law. We are held accountable. Mm-hmm. God said He's not a respected person. He chastens us as well as He chastens everybody else. So we may be in the pulpit as leaders or whatever, and we may be giving a chastening word to the people, like you say, to have control to keep them in bondage and keep them under our foot. Because see, again, the Bible says there's what there's. 10,000 instructors, but there are very few fathers. In this season of apostolic call, God is raising up apostolic fathers that will come and restore all that the canker worm, the palmer worm, the great locust that came against the body of Christ because of his disobedience. And if you looked at Isaiah 1 and 5, it says the whole body is sick, including the head. And the reason that it hasn't been healed, because none of them have been seeking a remedy. But God is raising up leaders, again, in Jeremiah 3.15. He says, I'm raising up pastors after his own heart. So we're in that dispensation of time of, of God raising up real leaders that have a heart for God. And I tell people all the time, you can tell a real leader or a real pastor because first and foremost in the scripture in Matthew 22 and 37, it says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. If that leader doesn't love God with all his heart, and then the second and greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. So if he he doesn't love God's people, that's not God's leader. So you have to understand, you have to connect yourself with the right type of leader because God says, my sheep should know my voice, and a stranger they shall not follow. That's why God is dealing with us about the relationship because, to truth be told, most of us don't hear God when God is speaking. That's on both sides of the spectrum. That's on the leadership side, and that's also on the body side. So he's raising the standard for both sides of the ministry to come up to the place where we can really be effective for the kingdom and manifest the healing that's going to win the loss because I love to say free people, free people. So if you're not free yourself, how can you release somebody else from where they are if you're in bondage to the same spirit that's controlling them? So then there's no release. So, again, we've been walking around with a form of godliness. Again, I I thank God for Pastor Norris. Again, we've been walking around with a form of godliness, but we've really been denying the very power thereof. We haven't seen the full manifestation of his glory because the one thing that I really deal with in the body of Christ, and and, and help me if if God may may think it's a little different, but we've been preaching about sin so much and we've been dealing with sin and everything else, but the whole issue is it's a faith issue. Yeah. I believe our job is to elevate the people's faith to come up to a whole nother level to believe and trust God at his word. Your healing has already been released when he says, I bore your sins and sicknesses on the cross, and by his stripes you were already healed of every situation. The healing that you need has, had already been released on Calvary when he died and when he resurrected with all power. Everything that you needed, he provided it for us right then. 
but we got to know how to tie into it and, and tap into it by faith to believe that whatever we've been hurt, because, yeah, the enemy, again, I, I tell people all the time, the greatest hurt is church hurt. And we've been hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. Every last one of us got two T-shirts and some other stuff, some data chips and everything else to go along with it, saying we've been hurt in church. But guess what? God is not looking for us to sit there and lick our wounds. He wants to know are we willing to even in the midst of everything that we've experienced, because one thing I've experienced is that the church is a hospital for sick people. So everybody yeah. in the hospital, in the church, got some issues that needs to be deli- they need to be delivered from. So we have to come up to the point and understand, yeah, they're going to do some crazy stuff. Inside of the church Because David said It's not my enemies But it's the one That I go up to worship with So I've encountered Some worshipers That really weren't worshipers Of the same God That I was worshiping Amen 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 Pastor Morris Back to you Well I I have to agree One million percent uh, With the pastor's assessment Um and Pastor Tucker, you know, I, I, I just thank the Lord that God didn't waste any of that, you know. Yeah. Um, all of Amen. us, you know, again, as you have stated, you know, have had our experiences. But, you know, if we have been called, you know, and just like I thank mm-hmm. God for when Paul said, you know, I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord, for that he has enabled me, you know, for that mm-hmm. he counted me faithful, you know, put yeah. me into the ministry. You know, I thank God for that. Like you said, you know, the scripture says God will give us pastors after after his own heart. And and I guess the spiritual responsibility of us leaders is to make certain, you know, that we are after God's own heart, not our own agendas. You know, I spent um, about an hour or so yesterday uh, talking to a dear friend of mine concerning uh, some of the issues that she was experiencing in uh, local mm-hmm. ministry where she is out in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And some of the mm-hmm. things that she shared with me, I, I have to admit, you know, I, I was really taken aback, uh, you know, by some of the things that she stated was going on in the ministry with this particular pastor. And, and again, you know, we pray for any pastor um, yeah. who's out yeah. there, uh, you know, in whatever condition, you know, we pray the, the even the merciful will of God in some situations, especially where, the, the leadership is is reckless, you know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. you know, you know, there were some hints of witchcraft, you know, going on yeah. in this ministry, and and I was really really taken aback. Not not as if I, you know, didn't know that this kind of thing exists, but you know, right. when we look at the charge, uh, Pastor Tucker, you know, that God yeah. has given us over His people. And, yeah. you know, the responsibility that we have, I mean, even if when Elder, we talked about Ezekiel 34, um, you know, last week, you know, where the scripture says, yeah. you know, you know, with the shepherds, um, you know, warn to the shepherds of Israel, feed themselves, should they not feed the flock? You know, and in right. that text, you know, I looked at where God had said, you know, the weak you have not strengthened, okay, right. nor have you healed those who were sick nor bound up the broken, nor brought back uh, what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, okay, you know, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. You know, and when we looked at that, you know, in the charge for us, if we're not uh, doing what God has called us to do, our job is to protect the sheep, you know, to teach the sheep, you know, to to show them, you know, that we're a true shepherd, you know, which, which, which is one who will guard and protect them and, 
and build the flock so that the flock can walk in its own strength, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we yeah. know we don't own the flock, okay? But a true right. shepherd points people to dependence on Jesus and to God as, as their source. You know, anything other than that, to me, you know, is outside of the mandate that God has given us to lead. You know, um, unfortunately for those who have been hurt, and especially those elders that you mentioned, you know, at the outset, um, some Mm. who have been driven so far away, you know, by their pain that, that, you know, even now they look upon any church, you know, as being distasteful. You know, I, I am so disheartened, you know, and I know a few people like that, unfortunately, who have had such traumatic experiences, but at the same time, we know that God is a healer, but I think we determined that the reason why that took place was because the focus was on the man, okay? Right. The focus was on right. the man and not God. Now, for the right. babe in Christ, of course, you know, we, we, we determined even that, you know, when when real saving faith takes place in a person, you know, that's, that's a work of regeneration, you know, yes. that, that puts us in a position you know, to be able to even then discern what is God and what is not. What has happened is Satan has crept in, like you said, unaware, okay, right. and, and has painted, you know, um, some of our leadership in ways through open doors of, of, of sin in the lives of some of, of us leaders, you know, that, that first of all is unconfessed, and second of all is practiced willfully, you know, to some degree. So, of course, then, you know, with that type of leadership over a congregation, you know, the thing that I found out through my conversation yesterday, and she said, well, well, you know, Elder Norris, I just don't know what is real. Mm-hmm. And I said, my God. You know, I said, Lord, have mercy. I said, you know, thank God that God allows you to experience what you've experienced, but at the same time, thank God that he's allowing you to speak with me so that we can really deal with, you know, what the root of the issue is. Again, as we lead the saints, you know, and, and Pastor, I said to Elder Holloway last week, God gives the leader the vision, okay? Yeah. He gives, he gives the leader's followers a vision to follow the vision, okay? Yes. You know, anything yes. other than that, of course, is the vision, but in that vision God gives the leader, you know, we trust and pray by faith, and, and Pastor, you, you, you said this, by faith that we are actually hearing the voice of the Lord, okay, mm. and not, um, you know, our own agendas, if you will, you know, that we are earnestly seeking, you know, our relationship with God to the fullness yeah. of what God has for us as leaders and that we're trusting God by faith that we're hearing from God and that we're able to lead, the, I mean, to lead, you know, those who follow us according to that vision alone. Listen, I said last week, you look at me long and hard enough, you're going to see something you don't like, okay? That's the truth. But the bottom line is, I'm trusting God, you know, and believing him for his power, okay, concerning the leadership God has given me, you know, in this mandate to love. You know, but again, we have a whole lot of ministries out there, you know, again, that have gotten on their own agendas, have gotten far away from the voice of the Lord, you know, and many of us are falling into some of these situations where it's really just church. You know, no power, no anointing. You know, the, the fivefold ministry is not in place, and people are out there actually on their own volition under some inspiration other than that of the Holy Spirit. 
So, you know, it, it is it is crucial, you know, for us leaders to understand, you know, the, the mandate God has given us, but inside of that mandate, the spiritual responsibility we have to earnestly seek after the Lord and to know that we are hearing from God. You know, like the Bible says, the sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. You know, so this is definitely, you know, something that I know, even based on what I, you know, the conversation I had yesterday, you know, with the, the, the dynamics of, of leadership and some of the issues that are out there, you know, that are causing the sleep, you know, the sheep. And I think her concern was if, if this pastor is putting out, you know, this type of spirit in the church, what is happening to all of the people that are saying, well, praise the Lord, Pastor, and, oh, God, I, I know you're hearing from God, when, in fact, you know, there's some distortion there. And then, right. of course, from that distortion, uh, Elder Holloway and Pastor Tucker, you know, you have many that are literally being misled and don't even realize it. And that's why I, I said early on that it's important that, you know, those who are following these leaderships know God for themselves. You know, I'm reminded right. of the sons of Jesus in the book of Acts. You know, they said, hey, you know, I cast you out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And unfortunately, you know, there's some people out there like that that don't know Christ for themselves and are easily swayed by the charisma, you know, and uh, some of the control that comes from these pulpits and, and this type of leadership. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's important for us to know the voice of God for ourselves to prevent, you know, the type of hurts and pains that are going across these ministries throughout the country. Right, right. Uh, yes. Now, I, I'm believing that through, you know, the, the broadcast and the different segments that there will be, again, healing. Well, my prayer is that, and I believe our, our prayer just in general, is that those that need to hear uh, these these segments will hear them. And, again, that goes for those that are in the, in the pews as well as those that are in the pulpit. And, again, so that the, the healing uh, can take place. And I believe that God is, is speaking this at this hour uh, through through those that he's chosen to, to bring this forth and that he's speaking it and, and bringing it forth because he's, he's judging. And, you know, a lot of times we look at judging as something negative. And, and it's really not because with the judging, God shows us and we're able to recognize uh, what it is that we're doing that is pleasing to God and not pleasing to God and, and to recognize that so that, again, that healing can take place for those that are doing the abusing and those that are being abused. And, and again, not um, to say, and as, as you said, Pastor Norris, too, that, that that there's that healing that needs to take place, but it's it's all of us that's gotta gotta play that role. You know, it's it's not yes, I went through whatever I went through, but God is again using all of that to to bless somebody else that again that may not be, you know, as strong as, as, as somebody else is, but again everything none of it is wasted. All of it is is, is used. Um I, I think back to something that I saw on the Internet some years ago, and it was uh, one of the sites where they gave, I think this lady had a vision or whatever, and uh, or a dream, I can't remember. But, but anyway, um, 
what she saw was like a sheepfold, and Jesus had come into the sheepfold, and there the sheep were all around the shepherd, and they were, you know, just, you know, crowding, crowding the shepherd and looking up to the shepherd, and as Jesus came into the fold, they never recognized that he came in, and those that the stronger sheep, the fatter sheep, um, was, you know, that was surrounding the shepherd to keep the weaker sheep, um, you know, away from the shepherd. And they, because they wanted so much to, to be close to the shepherd, that when Jesus came into the fold, those weaker sheep left out with Jesus. And those that were so focused on the shepherd did not recognize that, that Jesus had come into the fold. And they didn't know that he came in, and they didn't know when he left. They didn't even know that the weaker sheep had left with Jesus. So a lot of times the same thing happens uh, in the church where the, a lot of people are not even able to, to recognize that Jesus is in the house because, again, they're so focused on the man that they're not able to even recognize that. And so, again, that's, you know, one of the things that we want to 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 point out so that, again, we're not focused on man. We're focused on Jesus himself. We're, you know, and, and our job as pastors, as leaders, is to point the people to Jesus, is to point to him. So no matter what, regardless of my relationship with the pastor, whether it's good or whether it's bad, my my focus is going to stay on Jesus so that no matter what happens, I may leave that particular church building, but I don't leave the kingdom. I don't break my relationship with God. I'm still connected with him regardless of anything else that goes on. And so with that, you know, that being our main focus, if that is the focus, then we don't really have to worry about that, you know. And as I stated in our last uh, session, that, you know, that's what kept me because I had that relationship. I had that foundation. But that's not always the case with people. So sometimes they end up, again, walking away and, and departing. Hmm. Wow. That, that's so true. Because, again, if you looked in the last dispensation of church, when people have come in, to hold people and, and to get them excited about being a part of your ministry, we've seen leaders put people in positions that they weren't prepared for. Because, again, they didn't understand anything about a spiritual warfare because we're in a spiritual warfare from the time we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior because the enemy is mad because we turned our back on him. So now he right. comes out with an all-out attack to kill, steal, and destroy. So, again, right. he falls back on real leaders that will take the time to teach the people who Christ is. First, they must, how, can, again, how can you serve a God that you don't know? How can you obey yeah. him and follow him if he says, my sheep should know my voice? And it's strange. If you never heard the voice of God, how can you follow him? The only voice you've heard is the person, the man or the woman that has led you to Christ or the word that they spoke that excited you, that brought you to the threshing floor to bring you to the place of 
receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. But if they don't take the time, because it's not about the numbers. See, most of what we've been consumed with is having these big mega ministries or trying to be like some of everybody else and do what everybody else has done. But it doesn't matter. As long as you're effective in the ministry that God has given you, it doesn't matter if it's two to 2,000 or 25,000. As long as you're effective in your kingdom assignment, did not God, even when he yeah. dealt with the ones with the five talents, he said, after the one with the five talents, we produced ten. He said, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I now make you rule over many. Then he came right yeah. back with the one with the two. He says, look, you've been faithful with the two talents that I gave you. You reproduced four. You, the same testimony, you've been faithful over a few things. Now I'll make you ruler over many. See, our mindsets, even as leaders, have to change. That's why the Bible says, know them that labor among you and those that have rule over you. You have to make sure that you're under the right type of leadership that's teaching you the mindset and the heart of God and not just teaching you what they believe needs to be heard to keep you excited mm-hmm. about keep attending and giving all your money and everything else. Like you say, playing games with people's lives because this is so important. The kingdom assignment that God has given us in this season is so tremendous that the, what I, I believe God is saying, he's waiting for the real church to stand up. So again, watch this. On both sides, we're making excuses. The, the body is blaming the leadership and the leadership is blaming the body. Yeah. So yeah. we're all making excuses why nobody is moving towards that. That way, it's just like the church. Watch this. Let me use this as an example. When God told Moses to bring the children of Israel out to Mount Sinai because he wanted to talk to them and tell them his instructions about being their God and them being their people. So as soon as he brought them out there, what did the people tell God? Look, if you keep speaking to us, we're going to surely die. Speak to Moses, and whatever Moses tells us, we're going to do exactly what Moses is going to tell us to do. They knew they were lying because they never looked for him for a relationship. All they wanted to do was be delivered from their situation and their circumstances, and that's what's happening in the body of Christ right now. Most people are crying out just for their stuff being delivered. I want my house. I want my car. I want my husband. I want my wife. I want my I want my stuff. But where's my stuff? And even in Psalms 103 and 7, it says the children of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his way. So out of over a million people that he delivered from bondage of Egypt, that he can only testify that one person knew him in an intimate relationship, wow. something's wrong with that picture, and it still happens yes. today in the church. Very few of us actually know God when God, like you were saying, Elder Holloway, when God shows up in the building, most of us can't identify with God showing up. We don't have a clue when he shows up or when he departs from our services because, again, uh-huh. we've had a form of godliness and denying the very power thereof. In Isaiah 29 and 13, it says it like this. It says, with your lips you praise me. But with mm. your heart, you're far from me. It says yeah. you've been moved even in the understanding of it. And from the Amplified, it says you've been, you don't even have a meaning of why you do what you do. You've just been following after the commandments of men. That's what's been going on. We've been following the commandments of the men and not following the commandments and understanding of the mind and heart of God concerning kingdom business. Right, right, right. And, and that's the thing, kingdom business. We're so church-oriented. We're so building-oriented, you know, and and building our own kingdom, if you will, our own little space, our own little uh, territory. And it's all about the kingdom. Jesus preached about the kingdom. He taught about the kingdom. He did not talk about the church building. Yes, they went to the church building to worship and the fellowship and all of that, but it was all about the kingdom. 
and 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 I and I know that's what the Lord is saying to us, which He's always said it. But He's I believe He's putting even well. I think there's just some of us that are, are willing to hear what it is He's saying. What is He truly saying? And as I I talked to my neighbor and I went to a conference earlier today, and and that was the one of the things that that we talked about is again the you know we talking about coming into the kingdom, but so many of us are focused on, again, just coming to the church building and not really looking at what, you know, hearing what God is saying today, not what he said, but what is he saying because he's still speaking. His word is still the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but we, we're speaking when we get the word. It's, it's from the past. It's what happened before but what is God saying today? He's saying what he said back then. He's discipling just, it's just that he's using us to disciple those that are, are and, and we're doing things so backwards. And then we wonder why the church is in the condition that it is in because they went out and they got people saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, and then they came into the church. You know, but we do it backwards. We want to bring them in, and then some of them get saved and some of them don't. Most of them think that the Holy Ghost is an option, and it's a fact. And there's no power because many of us don't feel that we need the power. Or we, you know, again, you're talking about being taught something, but then, again, it's, it's, it's the leadership, and it flows on down. It flows on down. But I thank God that it doesn't stop with the leadership. I thank God that it is we each are the church. Therefore, I'm, I'm truly responsible. You know, and again, we talked last week, you know, about the things that we went through, but as it being a part of some of it is just, well, all of it, really. The trials and tribulations are to make us strong. You know, they're to build us up. They're cause those are things that causes us to draw nigh unto God, and they build us up in our faith. And that's how we get to know God in a lot of instances, through his word and through those things that we go through. And then knowing that those persecutions and all of the, the trials and tribulations, it's, it's, you know, it's apropos. It's going to happen, but it's how we keep those things in perspective. And, Lord, what are you teaching me in this? Why is this happening? And what am I to glean from this? Because it's happening regardless of whether I caused it or somebody else. There's a lesson in everything. And so we pull that lesson from that situation that we don't come away bitter, that we don't come away resentful, that we learn from those situations and don't allow those patterns, uh, uh, you know, to happen where we allow Leaders, and again, not just talking about pastors. That's just anybody that's that's in the in the church or in Christendom or whatever we want to call it, but that I have an influence, if you will. But if I've got that relationship with the Lord, and and what we're taught many times, you have to sift through a lot of the stuff, and to know, as as you were saying, Pastor Norris, about your friend. You know, the stuff gets cloudy because, again, we we put many leaders up more high than we should, and we get their voice confused with God's voice. And so what do you believe? What does the Word say? You've got to go back to the Word. You can't get away from the Word. So whatever the Word says, and the Holy Spirit enlightens whatever it is we need so that we know the voice of God. We're not listening for man's voice. Yes, man speaks. 
but God is to be speaking through them. And if they're saying something contrary, but many do not read the word, many do not study the word, they look to be said, spoon-fed, instead of being in a place where they can now see, help feed somebody else, and, you know, the discipling and the mentoring that needs to take place. But, again, it starts with us having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You all can interject whenever. I just... Well, again, I would like to even piggyback on what you just said, Elder Holloway. Again, if that's all right with you, Pastor Norris, if that's okay, I can wait after you interject. Hello? Pastor Norris? I'm sorry. Um, I was listening, but I, I have some things going on around me. Forgive me. I hope you all would. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, since you have, I'll, I'll jump in right here then. Okay. I heard what you said, and, and a lot, like you say, you, all of us are saying the same thing in a different way. Yeah. Because yeah. What, what what's really going on in this hour, God is saying again, He's looking for the people that He's set apart because it's only a remnant. It's not a great multitude. It's yeah. contrary to what yeah. we believe. It's only right. a real remnant that will stand in this last hour because of the Amen. fact that the enemy has put so much pressure because of the skin. It says, "My people perish." For lack of knowledge. Yeah. So because yeah. there are real lack of knowledge of the truth going on in church and in life, period, because just like Pastor Norris was talking about her, his friend in, in, in North Carolina, again, I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, under a different perspective. We all hear God. We just choose not to follow. Mm. Because even in right. sin, watch, watch this, even in sin, in Genesis, again, when he did, in the third chapter, when he dealt with Adam, when he called Adam, even after Adam sinned, Adam still heard the voice of God. That's he right. just chose how he his response was different because he know he had messed up, and most of right. us are in ministries, staying in ministries not because of the fact that we hadn't heard God for us to get out of there because we knew the leaders weren't right, but there was a benefit right. for us to stay there. We'll never stay connected to anything that we really don't believe is going to benefit us yeah. in the end. So we made yeah. choice. That's why even with Mo, he told him, he said, this day I set before you life and death. You choose. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have chose death ministries for the benefit mm-hmm. packet of making our own flesh glorified in the midst of the dead mm-hmm. thing that's going on around them so we can look like we're alive when we're actually dying ourselves because we're not yeah. willing to line up with God totally in our own relationship and walking in obedience to the things of God and to the heart of God and to the mind of God because God is calling all of us. That's why in, in, in John 15, it's around the 16 verse, he says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. But again, it says, many are called, but few are chosen. So even though we're all yeah. being called to holiness, all called to being righteous, everybody is not going to walk therein. In Jeremiah 6, 16, it says, stand ye still in the old way, and, and stand ye still and ask for the old way, which is the good path, and walk therein, and you will find rest for your souls. But then it says, many will not walk therein. So a lot of us will not choose to do what we know we're supposed to do because our own flesh is being edified or glorified, or we don't want to give up, or we won't want to die to the things of our flesh to allow God to have full dominion and authority over these vessels that mm-hmm. he has already brought through his son, Christ Jesus. 
So we make choices to exalt our flesh more than we exalt God. And it's not, like I said earlier, it's just not in the pulpit. It's in every area of ministry. Yeah. It's in every yeah. area of ministry because then we cry. Yeah. Then we want to cry foul. We want to say, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I no longer want to be a part of it. But you, you, you chose to stay to get killed like that. You, stole, you, yeah. you chose to stay to get abused like that. That's just like being in any abusive relationship. After a while, until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you continue to stay there because there's something that That's keeps right. you coming back. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and that is that is so true, uh, Pastor Tucker. I was, you know, I mentioned on on you know our last segment about you know some people that I know that are dead today because they did not leave the ministry where they were. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, all the signs were there, you know, I mean, even to them getting sick and God healing them and, and all of that. But even though their their body got healed, their spirit man was never healed. And they, they because, again, like you said, you know, whether it's familiarity, whether it's I don't think if I go somewhere else I'm going to get, you know, whatever I have here, or whether it's just fear. You know, fear of the mm-hmm. unknown, fear of being in some other place. So I'll stay right here when God has given one person in particular that I know, you know, God had given more than one person had gone to them. Uh, um, they even told us about dreams that they had. Uh, the, 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 the leader at the time was, I mean, outwardly abusing them and disrespecting them, and they chose to stay. I mean, how many signs do we really need, you know, but they chose to stay, and they died. They died, and they never fulfilled all of what they were supposed to do, but they died in every sense of the way. They died spiritually first. And, and, and see, that's, again, that's because, like you say, fear is a, is a key to that because, again, what, what again, the Bible says, perfect love casts out all fear. So that goes yeah. back then. Who is the great, who is the perfect love? None other than Christ Jesus himself. Yeah. So if you had that, that's why he says in John 15, he says, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. That means to live and to dwell. That means to have fellowship. That means to have everything that you need is connected because he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you're not connected right. to me, you're good for nothing. You'll be withered and you'll die. So guess what? Right. So even though they were in the house of God, they still died because they weren't connected to the vine, which was Christ Jesus. They were connected to a ministry. They were connected to a leader. But they had no yeah. connection with the Father. So after a while, after all the abuse came, that's like anything else. If you're separated long enough, you're going to perish. So, again, like you said, first this spirit man died, and then after that came the natural man because they had nothing else to live for. And so God is restoring the people of God back to having an understanding of what real relationship is with him. Because without this relationship that we have, we cannot be healed or whole. Because even in John 15, it says, you have been made whole through the word that was spoken. So, again, that whole means to be healed also. That means to be delivered and set free from everything that will try to attach itself to keep you from walking in your purpose and your destiny inside of this kingdom assignment. Because the kingdom, we know this means God's will being fulfilled. So every last one of us has a specified task to be fulfilled that we need to fulfill for God's purpose inside of yeah. his will. Amen. And Amen. so, again, there, there, 
There needs to be a place of that. Again, I thank God for this line because there needs to be an enlightenment to the body of Christ that we yeah. need to come to a whole nother level of understanding yeah. of who is God in the midst of us. And again, so we'll go back to have this relationship that he's desiring that we can manifest the fruit that he's looking for in this last hour for this dying world because the scripture does say the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are yeah. few. So, again, where are the labors? Where is the body of Christ? Because, again, most of all, all we really have is transfer ministry right now, transfer growth. We don't have no real outreach where people are coming in and signs moving uh, and ones are following the ministry because of what we're yeah. doing and walking in obedience. We see people transferring to other ministries because they have a name. They're looking to be attached to a name, and that name is right. the same that God is in the midst of the name that you're calling yourself attached to. Right. Mm. Wow. Yes. Wow. You back with us, Pastor Norris? I guess he's not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. But it's, it, it, is, it is well, Elder Holloway. It, it, it is well. It, is. Really well it, it really is, you know. And, and, I, and I know that God is, is he's restoring. And, you know, when I was looking in Ezekiel 34, um, yeah. in the part where he talked about the, the true shepherd, and he's wanting to restore us and also to bless us, you know. Mm-hmm. He said that 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 they shall lie down in good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed mm-hmm. my flock and I will make them lie down. And as he seeks the the lost, he's going to feed them. He's going to take <clears throat> excuse me take care of them, you know. And and so the blessings that comes with the restoration. With mm-hmm. the reconciliation, you know, and and so again, as 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 we you know continue with with the discussions and and talking about all of this and knowing that again that that again when God restores us, then He's also going to bless us with those things that He has purposed for us to have, and those things that were stolen by the enemy, regardless to who the enemy used, even if the enemy used us against yes. ourselves. You know, God because, is still because wanting to go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Because even when we, we, we hear the preachers and we use this scripture so profoundly where it says, again, he'll restore the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, the locust, the great army. But, again, if we finish the scripture, it says, the great army that the Lord sits against us for our disobedience. So, like you said, it's not just about everybody else. We have to have, first have a self-examination about where we yes. miss God at, too. And so even yeah. with the right type of leader, when you're in the right type of leadership, the Bible says that the leader will lead the 99 to even go to the one that's gone astray. So even if you've been hurt, right. if you're under the right type of ministry, that leader will not leave you out to die because he has the heart of God. He will go after that's you no matter what it takes to bring you back into the sheepfold because he recognizes you just don't belong to him. You belong to God, and he's held accountable for what God has blessed him with, just like what Jesus said in John 17, those that you have given me, I've, I've got them, and I'm giving them back. I'm, look, I'm glorifying right. you in it because I still got them, and there ain't nothing lost. The only one was lost was Jesus, but it was already preordained and predestined for his life. But everybody else exactly. that you have blessed me with to have, I still have them in the sheepfold because they're yours and they're mine. So when you have real right. leaders that understand that you are accountable for what you do to your sheep, it's not just about you. It's just not about your prosperity. It's not about your lifestyle. It's about the kingdom assignment of blessing God's people. 
And when you have a heart for God's people, God takes care of it, leader. You don't have to go looking for any blessings. I always teach about Deuteronomy 28 and 2 where it says, The blessings of the Lord shall come upon you and overtake you if you hearken diligent to do all I command you to do. So even as leaders, as we follow the word of God, we don't have to look for them to take care of us or do certain things. They'll automatically sow the right type of seeds to make sure that you're well taken care of. You don't have to beg. You don't have to steal. You don't have to cheat. All you have to do is trust God. So, again, the whole thing that I love to say and, and deal with is the fact that the whole body has been dealing with a faith issue. The leaders don't really believe they can again. We prophesy. The Bible says, again, in the last day, he will, many will say we did all types of signs and miracles and wonders. And he'll say, you turn away from me, you workers of iniquity, because you really didn't believe me yourself. You were gifted because the Bible says gifts and callings come without repentance. But God, again, is like you said in Ezekiel 34, he's raising up real leaders that will be a blessing not only to themselves but also to the body of Christ. Right. Mm. Mm. Wow. You know, this is this is really, really something here, I tell you. So, again, I just, you know, I just pray that, uh, and I know that God will, will do that, that even if it's, you know, those that are listening, even if they're not going through whatever we're talking about and, and they've, uh, you know, have pastors that is not, uh, uh, that they don't know of, that is doing, you know, the types of things that we're talking about even today, but I'm sure everybody knows somebody that's gone through something and that I pray that, you know, something is, is said that will, you know, will bring encouragement, that will will strengthen uh, somebody that's gone through, or they even share the word, you know, with somebody else, so that again, that the body of Christ does, you know, get healed. And, and sometimes, you know, with with leaders, they may not even view what they're doing as being hurtful. You know, they may they may view it as as you know, based on what they were taught. You know, and and looking at it as you know, I have a lot of responsibilities, so I'm supposed to do you know, whatever, you know, that they think they're supposed to be doing. But, again, nobody is above God. And I think that we all, you know, keeping that in mind that we, again, not lift up leaders. Because sometimes, you know, a leader, again, as as Pastor Norris said earlier, they don't necessarily start out that way. I don't think many start out that way. Um, But somewhere along the line, you know, we, we get off track, we get, you know, the the flesh is, is definitely weak. So, you know, there are many times, you know, where where leaders will get, you know, all kind of accolades and especially if the ministry grows really fast and, and they get to do, you know, things that they never thought that they would ever be able to do. And if you're not careful and if you don't maintain that relationship with the Lord, that it's easy to, to for the flesh to get pumped up that you you start to feel like you're invincible and that you're exempt from um, adhering to the the very word that you preach and teach. And, and I think that a lot of times we, we can get lost in that if we're not careful. Um, I, I heard somebody say not too long ago, the more God uses you, the more you, the closer you have to be, the more you have to be in prayer. Because, again, it's so easy for the flesh to get out of kilter and, and start to, to feel like, you know, like I call it the Nebuchadnezzar spirit. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you start to look at all of what's going on and you're like, I did this and I did that. And, of course, the Lucifer spirit, because that's all he said was I, I, me, me. 
And, and again, if we're not careful, that is so easy to happen. And, again, none of us are exempt. You know, I may think, well, that will never happen to me because I'm in my right mind right now. I know who's who. But if we're not careful, we forget about that, and that gets clouded through pride. And pride, you know, will blind you to a whole lot of things, you know, and um even with uh, talking about the witchcraft, you know, there, there's much witchcraft in the church. You know, then yeah. we're not talking about the the little doll and the pins and, the you know, the little chant and the dance. We're talking about control and manipulation where we're controlling people's destiny, where we're manipulating uh, people's lives for our own agenda, uh, even with uh, what Peter uh, said to Jesus. And Jesus had to rebuke him, you know, after he got the revelation about who Jesus was, then he turned right around and the enemy used him just that quick, you know, to try to dwarf Jesus, you know, uh, where he was going and his destiny. Now, I know it wasn't, you know, Peter's intent, and you know, to consciously try to stop him, but again, because protecting what he thought was his right then and not wanting to, to give that up. Well, no, that's not going to happen to you when Jesus knew what his job was. He knew what his purpose was. And, but Jesus recognizing what his calling was and, and, and rebuking him and recognizing that Satan was using Peter. Peter didn't even recognize that he was being used. And so a lot of times we cannot, we don't always recognize that the enemy is using us because we're giving in to our emotions. You know, we, we're trying to hold tight to something that 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 we really need to let go of or that's really not ours to choose. But because we're trying to protect whatever that is, then we allow the enemy to use us. But, again, that control and manipulation that is so prevalent in our church today. That's so true. That is so true. And like you said, because we're, we're acting like, the people belong to us. It's right. just like when he told he told David when he brought he brought the he brought chastisement against the children of Israel for David's disobedience when David numbered censored the people. He said, "I never told you to count them in the first place, because then that makes it seem like these belong to you when they actually belong to me." Your job right. is just to do what the follow the instructions that I give you as the leader of my people. Not to say that they're about who you are, because it's never been about us in the first place. This battle that we've been in is, has been about the glory of God all the time. Because he, how can we say that we're any greater than anybody else? Because we're all the same clay that he's molded and formed and breathed the breath of life into our nostrils from the very beginning. We just have a different assignment. We may hold a different position because he's given us a different assignment. But we're no greater than anyone else. That's why he says God is not a respected person. So, again, how can right. you think more? The Bible says don't think no more highly of yourself than you ought. Because, again, like you said, a tremendous point is it's the pride. And I love to use mm-hmm. Isaiah 6. When Isaiah, here it is, the major prophet saying, look, hey, in the yeah. of the Lord, he says, woe is me. I'm a man undone. I'm a man unclean. I'm not worthy to be in your presence, but look where he is. He's in the presence of the Lord. So it wasn't by anything that he had done that God had chosen to reveal himself to him at that present time. 
Right. And he still recognized he was not worthy to be there. So, again, that, that anybody that rises up in the, like you say, that spirit of the eye, and all they need to do is go to Isaiah 6 and look at here he is in the presence. He was able to see the Lord high and lifted up. But he still recognized where he was as a person, that he wasn't worthy to be where he was be where he was allowed to come into the very right. presence. So again, it's important to understand how the body of Christ needs to, to, to remember what sinner because again, the church needs to go back to being God centered and not man centered. That's what the whole issue is really in the body of Christ. Yes. We become man centered, yes. personality centered, and name centered yes. of the person that's the pastor. That's why again I tell the people again, I'm just a servant. I'm again I'm not I haven't founded anything because he says upon this rock I found again I built my church. He was the founder of the church in the very beginning. So again, what did right. I found? What did I bring up? What did what did I start that hadn't already been started from the very foundation of the world? Everything was completed from the very beginning. In Genesis two and one, it says God God had completed everything concerning the heavens and the earth and the whole host of them. So if everything was completed, and then what have I found that other than following or fulfilling my assignment in the dispensation of time that He knew that I was going to come into the earth to do His work? Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we we need to stay focused on what is important. That that's spreading the good news of that's our assignment. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So where is the where where have we overcome? Where we overcome because we've studied the word to show ourselves approved. Like you were saying earlier, how many people really spend time in with God and in the Word to be able to know the Word for themselves? And then right. after you have an experience and had an encounter with God, now you have a testimony to tell somebody else how good God was to you, and if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Amen. 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 And and people knowing that, that is exactly what he will do, because like you said, he's no respecter of persons. And it has really nothing to do with title or anything no. like that. God is, we're all God's children. We just all have a different job to do. You know, I was telling someone earlier today, you know, it's not that somebody's title being more than somebody else's title. You know, we are, it's the same anointing, it's the same Holy Ghost, it's the same God. It's just that we all have a different job to do. And nobody's job is any more important than anybody else's. Now, uh, you know, those of us, you know, some of us are held to a, a, a different level of accountability, you know, as far as God is concerned. But in God's sight, we are all important. We all make a difference. But like you said, it's keeping God first, keeping God foremost, God being our focus and establishing it and building on that relationship and knowing that as we uh, uh, draw in, he said, you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. And so as we draw nigh unto God, and yes, we're to feed the sheep, we're to nurture the sheep, you know, we're to make sure that they're taken care of. And like you said also, they don't belong to us, they belong to God. And and knowing, just like our natural children, they're alone to us. We're to be stewards over even our natural children. And so it's all the same with our spiritual children, you know, to, to, to know that, okay, I'm to help you to get from point A to point B, and then after that somebody else takes over, or just, you know, it's between you and God and however that goes. But as long as I do my part, you know, and yeah. knowing what my part is, 
you know, and not usurping my authority or getting into somebody else's lane, staying in my lane, doing what I know God has called for me to do. But my main crux of all of it is to is to focus people on Jesus, on God, on the Holy Spirit. You know, even you know the, the you know this topic and and prayerfully redirecting, helping us all to to maintain and be mindful. You know, that no matter what we're doing and how much God may use us or how much he doesn't use us, it's really all about building his kingdom, edifying his people. He said, until we all come into the knowledge of the Lord, the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the purpose of ministry. And so when we stay focused on that and knowing that that is what our purpose is, then we're able to not get caught up in, you know, the accolades or the lack thereof. You know, True. but just just focus on on what God is is calling calling us to do. Now, I have tried to uh, get uh, Elder Mike, uh, Pastor Mike, Mike Norris back on, but I'm not able to click him back in. So I'm not sure what's what's going on right now. So I don't know, um, Pastor Norris, if you can hear me. If you're actually still on the line, if you maybe call back in, and then I'll be able to pick you back up. I'm not sure. Um, you know, this is still kind of new to me, Pastor Tucker. So, all the technicalities they go along with this. It, but I have okay. just been. I'm just truly been in, in uh, blessed, you know, by you know our, our dialogue here and and knowing again that God has just so much um, that He is is wanting to do within the body of Christ. But again, you know, we we are not we're striving unto perfection, but we can be healthy. And I know that that, that is what the Lord is wanting. He wants a healthy body. You That's know, um, that we can, you know, bring people in to nurture them because we know that hurting people hurt people. You know, we know that 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 when when I'm all out of whack and out of kilter, then I can't really be the help to you that God would have for me to be. So, again, I have to maintain my relationship and I have to stay focused. Therefore, I can help others to maintain their relationship and they stay focused on on what this is really all about, you know, what the purpose of, of ministry is, what the purpose of us even coming together, you know, fellowshipping and worshiping, you know, worshiping together but just knowing what the what the crux of it all is and what it's really all about. And it's all about building up the church body. Because even when we come into the house of God, our worship is not horizontal in the first place. Our worship mm-hmm. is vertical. The Bible says right. whatever you do in word and deed, you do unto the Lord. And if you come in with the right mindset, so that's why he says enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his course with praise, give thanks unto him, and bless his name. It's not for us to come <laughs> to excite each other. The anointing, right. because, again, when when the Bible says when we, we exalt him, he said he inhabits the praises of his people. So when he inhabits it, that means he comes in the midst of us. And then it says, in his presence is the fullness of joy. So whatever we stand in the need of, he brings with us because he shows up. And that anointing from the anointed one now smears us, and now the relationship becomes horizontal, and we start smearing other people around us to come join us in the right type of worship. 
because if we don't have the right type of worship, we're just making a lot of noise inside of the house of God. But, again, that comes back from having the right relationship. No matter what I endure, no matter, again, the Bible says, again, in Psalms 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. So no matter what I had to endure to get there, once I get there, I have an understanding of why I'm there because when I come into his presence, there has to be change. There has to be deliverance. There has to be healing. There has to be breakthrough. Whatever I need, it's like he told the children of Israel. He said, tell them, when Moses asked the question, who should I say sent me? And he said, tell them that I am, that I am. And what he was actually saying was, tell them I will be whatever they need me to be. When they need yeah. me to be it, he's already he's yeah. already being what we need him to be. Even in this dispensation of of time that you're having on this broadcast, he's already the healer that we need for right now. All we have to do is be able to receive it by faith, and it'll be done unto everybody under the sound of our voice to be able to receive the healing from all those issues, all that hurt, all that pain, all that disappointment. Everything that the enemy has brought, because what the enemy meant for bad, I declare that God has already turned it around for their good. Amen, amen, amen. That is so true. That is so true. He's already turned it around. Again, it's a finished work. It's a finished work. It's not something that he's going to do. He's already done it. And as you said, when we first started out, it's about faith, having faith and what God has already done. Not what he's doing, yes. but what he's already done. And just having faith in what the word of God says. You know, and I look back and again in the, in Ezekiel uh, uh, towards the end of the, that chapter and where he's starting with verse 27, and it says, Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. They shall mm-hmm. be safe in their land and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. You know, so those that, that, you know, this is a word for those that have been enslaved, that's that's still in that place where they're afraid to to leave that church, to leave that ministry. God is the one who promotes. He, He said he builds up and he tears down. He's the one that gives the increase. He's the one that promotes. He's the one that decides, you know, what what our calling is and and what our position is going to be. He uses the pastors and the leaders, yes, but God is the one who determines, you know, what his purpose is for each one of us. So we don't have to be afraid to leave a ministry. We don't have to be afraid and thinking that uh, uh, if I don't do exactly what the leader tells me to do, that I'm going up against God. No. And, again, it goes back to knowing the voice of God, knowing what God's word says, so that when God is speaking to you, and even if God, the pastor or the leader, is saying one thing and you're hearing something else, you know, then that's mm-hmm. when we have to seek the Lord to find out exactly what he's saying for us, you know, individually, uh, specifically for us. Because, again, many times, you know, there, there's some some of us, who will will hear and say, well, if I, you know, my my pastor or my leader wants me to do this, but I believe God wants me to do that. One thing I can say, and you got some pastors, if they people do leave or do whatever, then they get upset. But one thing I know is God did not call a person to leave. If they're truly seeking after the Lord, though they may be wrong, they're going to come back. And then we are to receive them with open arms, just like the prod- with the prodigal son. When he left the home and took all of his inheritance with him, the father welcomed him back with open arms. 
Yes, you know, he did what he did, but he received him back. And it's the same thing with the Lord. When we get, you know, out of the will of God because we're believing one thing or we think we hear God saying something and we don't, you know, we, we misunderstood whatever was said. Or even, again, our pride leading us to do something else, that we are to be received back into the fold, back into that particular ministry because, again, it doesn't belong to us. You know, it's it's the house of God. It's the ministry belongs to God. So I, I want to say for those that are afraid to leave wherever you are and you believe and you know what's happening, like you said earlier, you know, you may not want to admit it. You know, you may say, you know, you hear it, but you don't want to hear it because you don't want to accept the reality of whatever is going on. First of all, you got to accept it, acknowledge it for what it is. And if it's what you think it is, then you do accordingly. God gives us wisdom in all things. So we seek the wisdom of the Lord. And it's, you know, and it's how we do those things. We don't just leave just any kind of way. If we really believe that that's what's going on and we need to leave, then we leave in a way that is pleasing unto God. And, and, and God will direct our path, you know, from that point. You know, um, you know, like I said, even with myself, when I left the ministry that I had been a part of for almost 40 years, you know, yes. and I knew what God was saying. But when I left there, my spirit man was just tore down, you know. It was really, but God sent me to a place where I could get healed before he sent me to another ministry to be of any real use. I had to be healed. And a lot of times, you know, we may leave a ministry hurt and battered, and we go on into another and take another position, and we never got healed from the previous one. That's so we so have true. to allow the Lord to heal us so that we are some good to somebody, you know, because that's just going to happen. It's going to happen. So if I'm sick and I'm bruised and I'm beat up spiritually, and then I go somewhere else, then I can't really hear God, you know, but I knew that I had to stay within the body of Christ. I knew I could not be just out there because the Lord had already spoke to my spirit in such a profound way till it scared me silly. So I knew so, I had but, to stay connected to the church. But see, I that's the maturity and, and the growth of, of understanding the voice of God and understanding the things of God to know that you have to stay connected to the vine no matter what it takes, Amen. no matter what Amen. you've been through, no matter what you've endured. Yes. Because, again, we understand the enemy has a threefold assignment to kill, to okay. steal, yeah, and destroy. Right. He was trying to take you out. Right. The assignment was actually to take you out. But Jesus oh. said, again, he came that you may have life and that life more abundantly. So yeah. he's a restorer. Yeah. He's a right again. He yes. says, "I am the resurrection." So he raised yes. you up again when the enemy thought you would be no good for the kingdom. He says, "The devil yes. is a liar. I have great, great plans for this woman of God to do good and not evil to give her that expected end." And you're seeing the manifestation yes. of it even now. And so Amen. we give God the glory. So again, here's a testimony before yes. the people of God that's listening even now that you can rise from the ashes, you can rise from the dust, yes. you can rise from the dead because Jesus says, I am the resurrection. And raising from the dead is that Greek word, I love to use it, which is anastasis, meaning raised from the dead. But in the midst of look what you did. You recovered some spiritual truth. That's the second definition to that is recovery of some spiritual truth. So you were enlightened to the greater call that God had in store for you, even in the midst of everything that you were beat down with at another place. Now he's raised you up and you recovered it to be able to produce this ministry that God has called you to do even in this hour. Look how powerful that is. 
Amen. It, it, it truly is powerful. It truly is. And I thank God. I thank God for his, his wisdom and, and helping me to recognize his voice. And, I mean, it's it, it just like, I mean, I can still, even right now, just talking about it, the, how deep that 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 fear or whatever it was that he was letting me know, I knew that if I did not stay connected, I would not be living today. That's just mm-hmm. how deep it was. If I had just went on and said, forget it, I'm out here, the devil was ready to fuck me up and just, yes, that was his plan. He, he, he That was his plan to kill me. He tried to cause mm-hmm. me to lose my mind, and he tried to kill me while I was in the ministry. He said, well, I know she's so beat up and broke. She don't want nothing else to do with this. She just going to go out here and just leave the church, and I got it. I got it in. But Lord said, no, 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 no. So I thank God. I truly, truly, I truly thank God, you know, that he, he kept me, you know. And, and when you want, when you have that relationship and you want to please God above all else, other than being scared silly, because I knew if I did not do what the Lord said, I knew that I, I, my life would have been over. I knew that. And I thank God for allowing me to be even able to recognize that. And and mm-hmm. like I said, he sent me where I could get healed, and all I did was just, I mean, every Sunday for four months, I cried and played prostrate out on the floor. When I was, And I blessed God for Jericho because that's where he sent me to, not to join, not to be a part of anything, but just to go and get healed, get emptied out and get healed. Yeah. And the praise and the worship, the praise Amen. and the worship is what restored my spirit and brought me back to spiritual life. And I, and I thank God for it's powerful. You know, people don't realize, but the praise and worship is spiritual warfare. It's nourishment yeah. for your soul. So the joy mm-hmm. of the Lord is my strength. And so when you're praising him and worshiping him and you, he gives you his spirit of joy, then you get strengthened and you get healed and you get set free and you get delivered. And there was no animosity in my heart when it was all over. The Lord just totally freed me and emptied me out of all of that. And so, again, I just, you know, even now just talking about it, I just thank God for the miracle the miraculous thing that he did. I, I mean, I truly, I truly, truly do. So I just want to say to anybody else, again, that's listening, if you're still holding on to any hurt, any disappointment, any pain, you know, sometimes things get so um, buried so deep under a whole lot of other stuff and things that you may think that you're over. And then when you start to talk about things, at least into the degree that we've been talking about tonight, then you start to realize there's still some residue there. There's still something there. But God wants to heal all of it. He wants to wipe all of it away. He wants to clean it all out. Because, again, if there's a little bit left, it's like a weed. If you don't get it at the root, before you know mm-hmm. it, that weed is going to come back up. And so that's the same thing with any bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, uh, anger, hurt, rage, even towards God, you know, that we're holding on to because we feel justified in it. We feel like we have, a, I was hurt so bad, so I have a right to hold on to it. No, you don't. No, you don't. That is, that, Lord that say, is so give true. It all to him. Yes. So we got to give it all over to him so that, again, God can heal us totally. 
What did he ask the man? Will thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? And that's what he's asking us today. Do you want to be made whole? We have, like you said, choose life or you choose death. What is it that you want? If you really want to live, if you really want life, then that's what you have to choose. God is not going to choose it for you. He told us what to choose. So it's not like we got to think about it. You know, he told us what to choose. So it's up to us even now to to think about it and just to, well, not really think about it, to be honest, but do you want to live or not? And that's and that's the really the bottom line because eventually any any residue any little crumb of any of that that's left eventually is going to fester and it's going to grow and eventually it will kill you. And again, not just spiritually but physically. Spiritually you die and then physically you die. So again, I just I just I thank the Lord for my journey. I used to hear people say that all the time. And, you know, yeah. and it sounds good, you know, but I truly, when you think about it, all the things that God has brought us through, I thank him for my journey. I thank him. Amen. I just thank him for my journey. I, I mean, I just can't thank him enough because it has made me who I am. It has grown me and, 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 and made me a stronger person in the Lord. So, though, like I said, the storms and the winds may come, I'm still holding on. I still have, so, I know I have an anchor, you know. So no matter what somebody sends up against me, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been through it. <laughs> but it's, again, so, the, the anointing and the call that God has, like you said, on my life right so, now. I so know again, here, here you go. You're manifesting the word right through your life. The Bible says we overcome again because of the word, again, of the blood mm-hmm. of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So your testimony is really blessing not only me, it's blessing everybody under the sound of our voice that no matter what yeah. comes or what the enemy brings against you, you can make it because it's already been finished. It's already been completed from the very foundation of the world. So understanding that he's given, watch this, he's given us dominion and authority over all the earth. So that also includes us. That's why the Bible says bring every imagination under subjection to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. So, again, we have the power to bring everything, all the hurt, all the disappointment. We have the power to bind that because he's given us the keys to the kingdom. He says whatever you bind, I'll bind. That means whatever I've already bound and called lawful to be bound in heaven, as long as you bind it in the earth, I'm going to do it. Whatever you loose, so if you want the healing, the healing has already been loosed, and as you speak it, that's why the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. As you declare it, I'll back it. So, again, the the reason that we're not manifesting because we really don't know our position and our authority within the earth to change the atmosphere concerning every situation in our lives. We have authority to manifest every word that needs to be manifested to declare the goodness of the Lord at any time. Amen, 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 and to and to know that, and to know that, and take advantage of that, anytime, anytime. Ah, oh, bless God! I I tell you, I again, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just truly blessed by you know the the, the conversation, the dialogue, and all of that, you know, that has been has been said, you know, tonight. But again, wanting to leave hope for those that to know again and, and, you know, to really uh, uh, read and focus on uh, Ezekiel 34 because he also talks about, you know, when 
we no longer he will we will no longer be enslaved. And also with when he talks about the blessing, he said, I will raise up for them a garden of renown, and they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land, nor bear the name of bear the shame of the Gentiles anymore. So, again, God raising us up, and, and again, the blessings of God, a garden of renown, that, that you have more than enough. So, we, you know, we serve a God of abundance. So, again, all of that the enemy stole, even the time. He said he's a redeemer of even the time, you know, that the enemy stole and that we've gone through and, you know, the uh, I know that there's, a, you know, the, an acceleration that's really taking place and, and how he even multiplies and, and all that we went through and him using all of that and then blessing us in, in, in every way. So, again, being made whole where there's nothing missing and nothing broken, everything that we desire, everything that we want, everything that we need. You know, a lot of times we focus on God. You know, we know he gives us, you know, our needs because he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all those things will be added unto you as we seek him, as we and we call according to his purpose. But he also says, I will give you the desires of your heart. So so knowing, he said, you don't have to pray about your needs, but we talk to him about our desires. And so whatever it is we're desiring and knowing because we are his, that he places those desires within our heart. So we just, we can't lose. We can't lose because, because, because God is because so awesome. If I can say, because uh-huh. he says, delight yourself, he says, delight yourself in the Lord. So when your delight yes. becomes his, that means yes. he changed again when the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And yes. let this yes. mind, in Philippians 2 and 5, so let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. So now yes. your delight yes. becomes his and your desire becomes yes. his. So again, it yes. says in First John around the 5 and 14, it says, this is the confidence that we have, that whatever we ask according to his will, his delight becomes our delight in our desire, and since he hears us, we also know that we have the petitions that we requested because we become one with him according to what he desires. Our desires are no longer ours. They're actually his because those are the desires that he's put in our, in our lives from the very beginning. And if I can use this, just like with Jacob, he said, Jacob, they called him trickster and supplanter because he was trying uh-huh. to get what was already prophesied over him when it says the younger yes. will be will be." Over the older, when we know in the Old Testament that was not how the law was set up. It was the older that That's got the right. inheritance. But even coming out, he was still trying to receive that inheritance instead of allowing God to give it to him like he desired. Yeah. So he became a trickster all the way through his life until he had his encounter with God at Gilgal. Yeah. And then when God changed his name and said, "Look, what I'm getting ready to do is not like you. What you wanted was wrong, but your motive for it was wrong." Mm-hmm. So what he was doing was saying, "Let me change your desire." and let you delight in what I delight in instead of going after the wrong way. And so that's what he's trying to get all out of the way of getting our own flesh out of the way because he says we occur away with our own lust and our own desires. So that's why we've been connected to people that God really never had intended for us to be connected to in ministries and churches and everything else because we've been after our own motive and not going yeah. after it the way God wanted us to go after it, which is with yeah. our obedience to his word. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But most of us are not commandment keepers. We just expect God to bless us any kind of way in any kind 
kind of state that we're in, we're looking for God to do what he said, but we're not upholding or up doing our part on our end to be obedient to the commandments that he's given us to follow. Right. Mm. Mm. Like you said, trying to help God out when he doesn't yes. need our help. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, it's really, it's really something that you brought Jacob up because what I thought about when you were saying that, you know, the years that he spent with Laban and and mm-hmm. if he had not done what he did, I don't believe he would have had to spend those, what was it, 14 years mm-hmm. of, of going through what he went through. But, again, he had to learn the lessons. But but look what he, he had connected to. He connected to another trickster. Yeah. He 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 went exactly. to somebody that was a master trickster, and yeah. he got he got he got a lesson <laughs> in himself because Laban yeah. lied to him and tricked him. He said, "Look, if you want this, you got to give me seven years." Changed around and gave him the wrong daughter, and then said, "If you want to murder this, you got to give me seven more years of service uh-huh. and everything else." So again, if you're not careful to stay connected, you'll end up connecting to something that will kill you if you're not careful. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My goodness. My because goodness. Because of what we see. Because we want what we want. So, again, it looks like, again, just because the building, it looks great, and the ministry looks great, and it looks like everybody is headed that direction, please be right. careful to make sure that that's God that's in Amen. that building. Yes. Yes. Because that doesn't determine God with the number of people or what it looks like. What determines if God, I love Moses, that's what I got in this presence from. Moses, again, God had told the children of Israel, he said, y'all are stiff-necked, and I'm not gonna even going to go up and go in the promised land with you because I'll utterly destroy you. I'm going to send an angel. Most of us would be excited about an angel going with us as long as we get what he promised us to give us. But Moses, uh-huh. the whole of God, I recognize the one thing that differentiates us from everybody else is your presence. So if your yes. presence doesn't go up with us from this place, please don't take me, because I don't want to go anywhere that your presence is not. That's right. And, and wow. so we have to understand and really recognize when we're really in the presence of God and when God is really in the midst of us, that's when everything that we need is in place, healing, deliverance, breakthroughs. We don't see the full manifestation, like you say, of the fivefold ministry with all the gifts and operation, all the signs, miracles, and wonders, because, again, how many of us are really operating in that, main, that mainstream of right. being obedient to what God is saying? Very few. Right, right, right. Right, exactly, exactly. But that's really powerful what you said, just making sure that you're in the right place because it can bring death when you're, again, being out of the will of God. When you're out of the will of God, that means you're walking in disobedience, which means that you open the door for the enemy to come in. You're inviting the enemy in, and you're shutting God out, so you're taking away your own protection. Yes. Wow. Because he watch this again, it goes back to the relationship. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most mm-hmm. high shall abide under the shadow. What shadow yeah. are you abiding under? Are you abiding mm-hmm. under man's shadow or are you abiding under God's shadow with the very presence? And then nothing can come out of thy dwelling. Again, none of that hurt, none of that disappointment, none of that pain can come against you because you're being covered and protected. 
that's why look what he yeah. did with Job. He says, he says, Satan, he says, again, he met with his men. He says, look, he said, where you been, Satan? Satan says, look, I've been walking to and fro, seeking who I can devour. He says, well, have you tried my servant Job? He says, but you got a hedge of protection around him. I can't get to him. So if right. we're in our proper place, none of the things that the enemy has been sending our way can actually get to get to us because none of the north and pestilence, no the arrows that fly by day, none of those things can get to us because we're covered. But it's only when we step outside of the covering of our relationship and understanding mm-hmm. how we're supposed to live in this, do we be open to receive the hits that the enemy is sending against our lives. Again, because he's a hit man. Yes, 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 yes. You know, some excuse me, some years ago, I was at a different ministry at this point, but um, and it wasn't you know the pastor in this particular situation. But anyway, I'd had a dream, and uh, and and so when you talk about being under the shadow of the Almighty, and of course Psalm ninety one come came to my mind when I had the dream, uh, and it was like a, a airplane hangar, and this. Um, the, the enemy was trying to get me in the dream, and, and excuse me, it was a dragonfly, and the dragonfly was as big as an airplane. All right. And I was under the hangar. I was, in, you know, in the hangar area, and that uh, dragonfly was trying its best to get to me, but because I was under the shadow, he could yes. not get to me. He tried every which way to come in in that hangar, but he could not get in. And I think it was like even the next day a situation happened at the church and where this person was planning to set me up. But God, he had me covered, and the whole situation backfired. And the person that was trying to set me up, they were the ones that were really rebuked by the pastor and the whole situation, and they just could not believe it. But I saw God in that, and I knew that that was God was showing me in that dream what the enemy was trying to do, but he was not going to allow him to get to me. So again, well, watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch this again. So here you are. Again, you're manifesting the scripture right before your eyes. In Psalms yeah. 91 and 8, if you look at it from the Amplified, it says, only as a spectator will you see the reward of the wicked. So, again, yeah. what they had planned for you, you were able to see it as a spectator because, again, the battle was never yours. He just wanted you right. to stand still. See, that where the enemy attempt is, he tries to put enough pressure for on us to move us from our point of being under the shadow. If he can never get yeah. us from out of that covering, he can come and get us. Because, again, yeah. let us be honest, we were never – I often watch this, and I'm sharing this. I hope the listeners are really listening. Our position is never, has never been to fight the devil in the first place. Our position right. in this warfare is to fight the good fight of faith, to believe God yeah. for his word. That battle, yeah. when we be talking about we're going to beat the devil down or give him a blackout, that's a, that's that's a lot right. of noise that we've been making. You can't even see the devil. You're not even strong enough to fight against him. <laughs> but again, yeah. we're supposed to fight the good fight of faith because even the angels, they didn't call them all. All they did was say, the Lord rebuke you. When the angels dealt with right. him, I believe it is, dealt with him. We're not supposed yeah. to. Do all that. We we play all that. We, it sounds good, like we really walking in 
some kind of power, but we're really not walking in the power because, again, our only posture in this is to stand on his word. When he, again, we talk about putting yeah. on the whole armor of God. We say put yeah. on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We go through all the armor. It says, after you've done all this, you just stand. What battle have you been in that you stand and you'll do nothing else in the battle but to stand? What each, rep, each part of the armor represents is Jesus Christ. So he says, put on the word of God, put on Jesus, and stand on the word and watch me do everything yeah. else. It ain't for you to yeah. fight. It's for me to fight because yeah. I already got the victory on your behalf. I've already, he's a defeated foe from the time that I came and died and resurrected with all power. You already have the victory, so why are we tripping? Exactly. But you gotta know. Absolutely. That's correct. But most of us have been doing all types of but, yes. but look at us, but that's what we've been hearing in the churches. We've been hearing those type yes. of messages to get us all excited, like we're actually doing something great, and that's we're supposed to be doing this. Well, we're not supposed to do nothing, but believe God at his word. That's the only fight to get. We're that's fighting against our, our mindset to believe God for the impossible, because all things are possible if we could just believe. That's all the scripture that's says. That's all that's things that's are possible. That's if we're more than conquerors through what? Christ Jesus. It's not through us. It's through him. Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. So your healing yeah. has already been released through him. That's why he says, I'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you have to think through the power that worketh in us. What is that power in us? The Holy Ghost that he has allowed right. to come inside of us so we will eliminate. Watch this. Because we receive the Holy Ghost, he said, after the Holy Ghost comes, you receive power to be witnesses. Now he says, I remove all those excuses. So, wow, we right there now. He says, I remove every excuse about the hurt. I, re- I-, I remove every excuse about rejection. I, re- I remove every excuse about death. Everything that you we can use as a reason why that we can't serve God and obey God, he says, I took it all away on Calvary. And then when I decided to get up on the third day, you really don't have no excuse because I said I'm going to leave you something that will, will, will remove all hindrances and all lies. Oh, Lord. That's right. <laughs> you can't lie no more and say it was the woman. Oh, Lord. Or the man. You can't blame it on anybody right. else. For you not fulfilling your kingdom assignment and your kingdom purpose. The only one that stops you from getting there is you. You. That's right. That's right. Nobody but you. And like you said earlier, what you choose to believe. Yes. What you choose to believe. If you you choose to ignore it, because for whatever reason, if you choose to ignore it, it's still on you. Yes. It's not on the devil. It's certainly not on God. And it's not on anybody else. It's on you. So what, yes. you, what do you choose to believe? And even even not, you know, getting into the word, you're still making a decision to not know the word. So again, if you don't if you don't know and you don't have to say my people perish for lack of knowledge. So if you don't have a knowledge of what the word says you can't stand on it, but you still are making a decision. So, I yes, that, that's just so true. And, you know, what comes to my mind, too, is, uh, and the Lord has really been, you know, this has been coming to my mind a lot lately. Like you said, the battle is not yours. And I always think mm-hmm. about Jehoshaphat. And all yeah. they did was praise God. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. And then we're doing that regardless of what we're going through. No matter what, how things look, no matter how we feel, if we are praising and worshiping God no matter what, 
then God is he's, he's faithful. He's going to do what he says. But that confounds but, but, the enemy. Uh-huh. But, but that, that's what you said. That's what confounds. Because he can't believe. That's why David said, why, I read that scripture back like I did start earlier. 34 and 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of not some. But again, here's that big little oh. word, A-L-L. Then David says, right. this poor man cried. He heard him and delivered him out of all his trouble. Uh-huh. This poor man cried, and he delivered him from all his fear. Now mm-hmm. David goes yeah. up in the verse. Then you can really understand verse number one when it says, I will uh-huh. bless the Lord at all times. Oh, and his okay. praises shall continually be in my mouth. Because no matter what I've had yeah. to go through, he's already always he's been a deliverer. Yeah. He's never left me there. He's always brought me out because that's the kind of God yeah. that we serve. He is our yeah. salvation. He is our deliverer. Yeah. So, again, if he's a deliverer, again, and he says, stand ye still and see the salvation, what he told Jehoshaphat. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm so glad yeah. you used that one. Because, again, he says, stand ye still. The battle is not yours. Is yes. the salvation or the deliverance of your God. Yes. So God yes. shows up every time to let the enemy know that no matter where you are, I'm still God. Because watch this. Yes. In that dispensation of time, the people of God and the people around them knew him as the God of the mountain. So now that the uh-huh. Israelites and Jehoshaphat and they were in the valley, they figured we can go get him now because God is the God of the mountain. But he says, look, guess what? Even in the valley, I'm still God. God. And that valley in Second Chronicles 20 is called the Valley yeah. of Barak, which means the Valley yeah. of Blessings. So no matter yeah. what the enemy had in store for you, no matter where you are, you got to understand that God is already predetermined to bring you out because it's on his mind to do it. Yes, 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 yes. It's already determined. It's already been decided. That's the plan. That's yes. the plan. Mm. And it's, well, again, whether we choose to believe it or not, whether we choose to receive it or not, you know, that it is able to be manifested in our lives, regardless to what the situation is, no matter what we're going through, no matter how bad things may look, no matter how beat up we may be, he brings us out of every situation. And, you know, and I, I was thinking early and I was, you know, going through some things and I was thinking about it and I said, you know, Lord, I'm just going to praise God. I put it over into your hands. I give it over to you. You know, and, and Jehoshaphat said, I don't know what to do about this. I can't handle this, but you can't. I'm looking up to you. And, I, and, and when he looked up to God, you know, again, that worship, you know, that, that, that acknowledgement of the power and the authority of God, and like you said, the standing, the, the good fight of faith, standing on the word, having faith in the word of God, trusting and having confidence in God that whatever he promised, he is going to do it because he is faithful. And it's not because I'm that faithful, because I'm not, but it's because of his word and he made a promise and he's going to keep it. I just, like you said, I just have to stand on it. We all just have to stand on the promises of God, knowing that he's able to do it seeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So, again, I just, you know, I just thank the Lord. I just truly have been blessed. And I'm so glad that um, Prophetess Nishi can't get through. But I know she's gonna get me later. But I tell you, I'm just, I'm just truly, truly, truly blessed. I'm just truly well, blessed. 
And, and I just thank God for the opportunity to just to share and to be on this time with you. It is a great honor and privilege inside of the kingdom of God to be allowed to share and have an opportunity like this. Well, I thank you. I truly thank you again, you know, for sharing. And, I, and I'm honored to have you on. And I'm I'm sorry that, that Pastor Norris, I'm not sure what happened, but I'm sure it's something technical that has happened because I still see, you know, his number and everything. So it's something going on with the with the um, um, the radio itself, but um, I've been blessed by yourself and and by Pastor Norris, and um, you know, just again, the Holy Ghost just speaking and just manifesting the glory of the Lord through all that you know that has been said and all that He continues to say, and that knowing again that it's it's bringing healing. You know, because God doesn't have you to do something for nothing, and he's got a purpose for everything. So I know that all those that that tune in, whether they've tuned in now or tune in later, I know that, that they're going to be blessed and they're going to take the word that they've heard and share it with others that they too are blessed by what the Lord has spoken through his servants today. So so even the more, I mean, you know, we could just, it's, you don't get tired of talking about the goodness of the Lord. You know, you just don't. And he, he takes it all into account and all into his remembrance. He said he writes it all down, you know, when we give him the glory and the honor, you know, that that's due his name. So, I'm again, I'm just blessed that you've been able to be on with us, and, and I hope that you will be able to be on with us in the future. Um, I just want to do whatever the Lord would have me to do, and like I said, my my spirit man is just is just jumping. <laughs> it's just just truly jumping. I'm just I'm just truly um, I've been strengthened and encouraged even through all of what we have have said today, and just just the goodness of the Lord. You know, he's just he's just so powerful. So, do you have any any closing comments? Well, again, I just want to thank God for the opportunity and, and believing God that he has released the healing power that every one of us, everyone under the sound of our voice is needed for today because he is the God of the now. He's not the God. He is the God of the future also, but he is also the God of the now. And so he's supplying every one of our need right now according to his riches and glory by his son Christ Jesus. So I want to declare over everybody under the sound of my voice, that they are healed and they have been made whole in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I I receive that, and I know all of those that are listening, we receive that blessing also that we are healed and everything that we need and desire, the Lord has already provided. And we're expecting manifestation, even from this broadcast. You know, I'm expecting to, to hear praise reports you know, from from those that have been able to to listen in to what the Lord is saying, because again, we know that when He sends forth His word, it's to go forth to do a great and mighty work for for the kingdom of God, for the edification of His people. And uh, my soul is truly satisfied. You know, it is it is truly satisfied. And uh, we'll probably have one more segment with this, and and hopefully uh, our next segment we won't have any technical difficulties, and we'll be able to have you know all of our guests to really really you know to speak out and say uh, whatever the Lord is leading them to say. But 
again, I, I thank you, thank you again, Pastor Tucker, for being our guest today. And I, we know that it was not uh, something pre-planned, but not with us. But God knew from the beginning of time that this um, this would take place. So I'm again, I'm honored, and I thank the Lord for using you in such a awesome and powerful way. And I, and I thank Prophetess Nisi for connecting us so that this could come about. And, um, again, knowing that God orders our steps and everything that he does is is just wonderful. So, again, I'm just truly blessed, and hopefully you'll be able to join us again, and um, we'll make sure that you get all of our information so that you'll know when we're doing, you know, the next segment, which will probably be next week, but I'll I'll see what the Lord says, and, and hopefully, again, you'll be able to, to to join us. So um, I know you gave us a blessing, but if you'll go ahead and close us out in prayer, and um, we'll bless the Lord. Well, gracious and eternal Father, again, we just want to say thank you, God. We say thank you because this is the day that you have made, and we do rejoice, and we're glad in the fact that you've allowed us to see this day that we had never seen before, so that continues was that the plan and intent that you had concerning us to give us peace, which means good and not evil, to give us that expected end is still in place. So we thank you, Lord God, for just opening up doors now that no man can close and shutting doors that no man can open, even when dealing with ministries and life and everything else, because we understand that the enemy is on his assignment to kill, steal, and destroy. But, Father, we thank you that you sent your only begotten Son that we may have life and that life more abundantly, Lord God, and we thank you for that abundant life breaking forth and breaking through on our behalf like never before because you said in your word, Father, that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man which you have in store for those that love you. And, God, we've been called according to your purpose from the very foundation of the world. And I speak to every person under the sound of my voice, every person under the sound of my voice, I call them forth into their purpose, I call them forth into their destiny to be able to fulfill every word that God has spoken over their life. They will fulfill every word. They will do their assignment because their assignment is great with inside of the kingdom of God. And, Father, we just honor you for it right now because everyone has been healed. Everyone has been whole so they can do what you call them to do. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise for this, Father. In your Son, Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, again, we thank you, uh, Pastor Tucker, and God bless you and your ministry. And we look forward to uh, talking with you again in the very near future. And uh, we will keep in touch. So God bless you. And we thank all of our listeners. Uh, Again, this is Elder Gloria Holloway, the Center of Renewal Ministries International. We thank you for tuning in to the Higher Design for Living radio broadcast. And we pray that you will continue to join us and hear what the Lord is saying through his servants for the upbuilding of the body of Christ, for his glory and for his glory alone. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bless you.